Vlad. And we're live. I did not time my grape very well. <laughs> yes. All right. So back for our second whammy this week. Yeah. We this one is a whammy. We had it on the agenda. We just never got to it. <laughs> this one's important enough that I think it deserves its own special emergency episode. So that actually brings up an interesting question, right? Yesterday we were we had an episode of the Jira Life with with Matt and and uh, Stu who were able to uh, you know fill in nicely for Rodney. What does that make this special you know after school special type uh, Muppet News Flash episode of the Jira Life? Is it twenty one? Is it twenty A? Twenty point five. Twenty point five. Twenty five or twenty A. I'm good with either. Okay. My wife this morning was like, she's like, who initiated? I'm like, I think it was Rodney. He's like, then she goes, he just wanted to make sure he was on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, actually, it was a- Bob who initiated. I'm just like, yeah, we really should talk about this one because, um, well, we got a nasty one for you guys. <laughs> I, I, it wasn't me that initiated. It wasn't me that actually, like, you know, exploited this vulnerability or anything like that. You know, it's 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 the evil hacker type people over in the dark web. <laughs> hey, man, they, they got to stay employed somehow. <laughs> Correction. They got to keep the Alaskan employees employed somehow. <laughs> and no. <laughs> I think this was found in a um, bug bounty of some sort, so it probably kept them employed, too. See, we're just we're just keeping the ecosystem alive here. Enough of the suspense, Ronnie. What what are we talking about? What what are we hit with here today? All right, we are talking today about the CVE and Alessian announced this week the CVE dash twenty nineteen dash thirteen nine nine zero, which is an XXE external in, or XML external entity injection. A lot this of X's is, there. There are a lot of X's. You guys, any of you Marines? Uh, no. I know some, but I had a buddy who was in the Marines when I worked at Northrop. He's like, "Give it to me, Barney style." <laughs> Barney style is you guys need to patch your um, Jira service management instances yesterday. Right, right now. <laughs> yesterday, <laughs> not right now. Yesterday, not this one's a nasty one. Yeah. So, Go ahead, Bob. So, walk yeah. through some of the details here, Bob. What do we got? So what we got here is um, what an XML um, XXE or XX, yeah, <laughs> XXE and XML external entity injection. What that is is a vulnerability in the in one of the components that um, processes XML, and they discovered this vulnerability, and so they. Um, uh, put out this thing. Um, I think the external agency rated this as critical. 9.8. And Atlassian itself has said, yeah, you may rate it as critical. We're calling it a high. So. And what does that mean for us? Like, when should we take action? Um, so here's uh, the thing. Um, you uh you know it's always recommended to update to the patch version right away if you cannot do that there is a workaround 
something that can buy you time until you um uh, until you can get through your patching process yeah, because um, when i when i worked on on premise right we we never went we were always like two three versions behind we had to test stuff out so what walk us through this workaround here well, so, the workaround is, um, it is painful. You'd probably be better off just doing the update. Mm -hmm. um, essentially what you do for your workaround is for your JSM instance, you disable assets. Yep. So turn the workaround is turn off the key critical functionality that you pay for. Yes. So mm -hmm. just update your instance, people. <laughs> Take the um, sour apple candy and just do what you got to do. And so what happens if we don't patch this? My so understanding, you, go ahead, Bob. Um, so um, in this type of vulnerability, um, because this affects an XML processor, um, it allows a bad XML file to be interpreted, and that may result in um, remote code executions. So and remote code executions. Remote code executions could do anything from granting a hacker access to your instance to turning your instance into a bot farm or a crypto miner. Anything that they could do by running code on your system, this gives them the gateway to do it. Now, a common defense that I hear, especially with our server and data center folks, right, is that you have a firewall already protecting you from that outside network. So how critical is this, though, if we fall under that pretext? Or is it a false pretext? I think I think a good WAF. I think that's what it's uh, it's commonly referred to as a, a web WAF? application firewall. Okay. Um, may get through most of it, but I'm I'm still more comfortable. The, with the analogy I like to think of is your lock. Your house has a lock, right? We all trust the lock. We all know the lock. So that means you could just leave all your jewelry and cash and stuff. On the counter in plain sight. That's what I do. <laughs> well, for us sane people out there, um, we if we have valuables, we protect them even further inside, even though the house does have locks. Those locks can still be bypassed. They can still be done by someone on the inside of the company if this is vulnerable. So it's always just go ahead and practice defense for yourself and not rely on the general defense provided by being behind a firewall. Interesting points. All right. So how much time do you usually take think that this takes to go through this assessment and, and get it patched up and stuff? Is it easier than doing a, a plain install or is this a little bit more It depends on what version you are. Again, this is why we really encourage people to be on the uh, long-term support versions because they will get these patches for a long time. And it's just a bug upgrade, which is a relatively minor upgrade. You don't have to worry about assessing new features or figure out what breaks in your workflow with these kind of upgrades. You just usually are able to apply them pretty rapidly. So if you're on LTS, just go to one of the fixed versions mentioned within yeah. this um, Confluence page right here. If you're not on LTS, you really should consider getting on LTS anyways. Now, here we are at the end of October, right? And this September, sorry, February 24th deadline is quickly among upon us. What would happen if this vulnerability came out March 20th, 2024? Well, it would be patched for data center and products. 
and every hacker would put it in their toolbox for every server product. And so Atlassian, under good ethical conscience, is going to just leave, let these people be? Atlassian has the ability and the authorization to do that. Now, they may, for certain very critical bugs, choose to go ahead and release a patch anyways, even though it's out of life, um, just to cover their bases. But you should not be expecting that to be the norm. The Plus, norm will be. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, yeah, I was also going to say that um, there, there, there's, I, I think there's going to be a little bit of he um, hedging, especially with um, kind of the offer that they have right now, where if you buy um, for customers over a thousand seats on, on cloud, they will um, extend support past February mm -hmm. up to a year. So mm. that might be, you know, that's definitely um, a, a factor there where if you're um, on the, if, if you're in that situation, you're probably going to be able to grab the upgrade. Now, why don't these vulnerabilities impact the cloud? Um, effects are that sometimes they do affect the cloud. Um, they just get them patched immediately before anyone notices them. And for the end user, it appears never to be, um, <laughs> never really be an issue. These kind of vulnerabilities also exist in cloud. They're just fixed immediately. You don't have to worry about any of this stuff. All right. And... In the month of October, this is not our only vulnerability. I don't know that we we might have mentioned it briefly in a previous episode, but why don't we go back, show folks uh, maybe the other vulnerability that we have? Oh, the one I already had up. <laughs> yeah, there we go. So walk us. Why don't you walk us through this one just so we can maybe make it a good fifteen minute episode? All right. Well, this one is affecting Confluence <clears throat> Data Center server instances. Um, this one I put out a post on the. Uh, Jerry Guy um, LinkedIn channels or LinkedIn pages earlier. Um, and yeah, this one is also a fairly nasty one. If I remember right, it was a, um, yeah, this one lets you bypass the security settings and lets you access content on Confluence um, without permission. So yeah, that one is also fairly nasty. Um, Any workarounds with this one? Trying to remember because it's been a full week. I am still recovering from jet lag, guys. <laughs> I didn't think there were any any workarounds. I think on that this one was just a. Um, you can determine if your system's already been compromised, but I think the fix is just you got to do the upgrade. Right, and and so I I think a key difference here on this one for Confluence is that there are already exploits for this vulnerability out in the wild. So Microsoft, yeah. yeah. Microsoft has announced they have seen people exploiting this in the wild automatically through automated scripts. Wait, so I'm missing it. What is this vulnerability then? The... So again, just... Because you decided to quiz me on one I didn't really have a chance to read yet. You wrote a whole blog post on it. <laughs> no, I wrote a um, link in to this page. <laughs> go, folks, go do your own homework. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Ronnie. You're such a 
just such a gentleman. Hey. Hey. <laughs> and so while you're looking for that, uh, how do folks typically find out about these things? Because data center and, and, and server versions of Jira, right, they're, it's, it's, some, it's a system you actively have to manage and you have to actively be looking out for it. But does, are you are users dependent on like an email communication from Atlassian? Or is it something that like you got to be in the community to know? Or does like the on-prem Jira and Confluence tell you, hey, you got something going on? Like how do they usually find out? Um, the answer is a little bit of everything. Um, if you are in the TAM program or TAMs will let you know. Um, sometimes if it's a um, sufficient um, CVE, they'll let you know in advance if they can. Um, sometimes these things are getting out there so fast, they don't have time to tell you. Um, if you're working with a service partner, they could also let you know about it. Yeah. See, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we get we we get notifications um, uh, mm -hmm. about these type of vulnerabilities. Sometimes it's uh, uh, like with this uh, previous one on Tuesday, we got the we got the advance notification about uh, a couple hours before Atlassian went public with this. So, so sometimes uh, there's not a lot of time. Um, yeah. Email communication is the main way. Atlassian will email these out to the technical contacts for these instances. So yeah. that's another way you'll know. Yeah. And um, obviously follow um, the Jira Life and the Atlassian community. Now, in my my memory here, right, doing a, even a quick patch like this, you still got to organize a whole group and, you know, mobilize a team. Um, how, like, how much risk do these companies actually are exposed to as they're even just strategizing, like getting the team together to do the patch. Again, these are, this is the reason that we always advise you to be on LTS. And LTS makes it so we, that um, you, this will only be in bug upgrade. That is, they're only changing the last number. Um, so that does mitigate some, you don't have to get as big a group together. You don't have to go through as rigorous testing because there are no new features that are likely to break. Um, you should always go through some testing first, but this could be an expedited trial. Um, I've done these from notification to final upgrade on a very high risk um, CVE in a matter of two days. That's still two days of exposure. It is still two days of exposure and it's still, it wasn't as quick as I want to move, but it was as quick as due diligence let me move. What is a typical due diligence, like just from you guys' experience, nothing any proprietary, right? But what should people be considering when they're getting ready for this? Like, do they need to update their disaster recovery plans? Do they need to go through a tabletop exercise? Um, a, um, I think that's for a major upgrade, all that's great. For this kind of upgrade, if you're already on LTS version, I don't think you have to go through all that. Um, Usually due diligence is upgrading your test instance. Make sure that it comes up cleanly. There are no issues there. Go through several common workflows for several teams under your purview. Make sure that's working fine with no new changes there. And then um, alert users that, hey, you need their help testing. And then obviously bring down the service, right? So does this? do you recommend you do this after hours? Can it be done during hours? Uh, if you are on a data center product, you don't have to bring down server service with a um, bug um, upgrade. You can do what's called zero downtime upgrade, where you just roll the nodes one at a time and then complete the database changes if there are any. 
after you finish all the node upgrades. Um, that works well on any data center instance. On server, you will have some downtime, but that's just typical planning. And so you just get used to that. We're going to have downtime once a week. <laughs> if there's a bug once a week, I mean, would you rather have downtime or would you be have all your secrets go to North Korea? I mean, hey, man, you got your wags. That's got to be, yeah. Anyway, so thank you very much, Ronnie and, and Bob. You're very informational. Folks, if you haven't updated your systems, now is the time to go take some action. Um, any other thoughts, information that you think people should know about? Um, not at this time, For at least as far as these go. Um, update your instance. Keep an eye on it. Usually, the CVEs tend to come in waves. So now that we've already seen two within relatively short succession, honestly, would not be surprised to see more over the next couple of weeks because that's into how they work with Elastium products. Right. Always around the holidays, right? They just try to make the IT departments not be able to take any PTO. What's that? The, these vulnerabilities. Like, I remember, like... No, what's that? What's, what are those letters at the I, end? I, I, I'm sorry. What, what do what, what do parent-teacher organizations have to do with IT security? <laughs> Oh, the joys of being an IT administrator. <laughs> the job's never over. You're always on call. Indeed. This is why I'm in the cloud, folks. But then I'm at the mercy of Atlassian actually keeping the lights on. Well, I mean, you're at the mercy. And um, as I said earlier, it's not like the Elastian cloud doesn't have these issues. They're all just zero days, which means you don't even know about them yet. <laughs> That's the best way to do it, man. Not knowing about it. Ignorance Wait, is bliss. Show them, yeah, show them this chat, right? It's, it's dead if you know about it. It's dead if you open it. <laughs> I'd rather just not know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, for one, though, I am glad that I don't touch on-premise versions of Jira and Confluence because uh, these would be a pain in the behind. Now, I did want to ask one last question, Mr. Mad Doctor. Um, I want to ask one last question. So assets, so in the cloud, Assets is a premium only functionality. Is in JSM assets just part of the package or are assets is on right? Um, so uh, in data center, assets is um, after a certain uh, long term support version of uh, JSM data center, it's bundled in. Um, there are some people that are. Um, still using a kind of the older um, insight plugin and kind of moving that uh, moving that along and there they may be at that older older version as well. So whether regardless of whether you're on the older one or current one, you should still be doing the update. Yeah, you should probably yeah you should still be doing it. Mm -hmm. And in other news, we had the Atlassian, and we had an Atlassian at the hell? <laughs> we had an Atlassian at the Atlanta Ace event yesterday that reassured us that DC was not going anywhere, and Atlassian is going to continue to invest in data center. Um, I said I don't think data center is going anywhere in the near future. Definitely um, not by twenty twenty five. That's for sure. Not by twenty twenty five. Beyond that, I think everyone's taking a we'll see approach. Well, we'll see, I guess. Yep. So that is basically it. Then 20 minute here. Um,
quote and end quote. <laughs> um, thank you, everybody, for, for watching this. Uh, always in threes. There we go. Sean, that, what do they say? So, Sean, expect next week we will have yet another breaking episode. <laughs> if that's what it takes to keep people informed, we'll be here. Yep. Don't forget that next week is also going to be our Bizarro episode where Rodney and I are going to be switching places. We call it Bizarro episode. Or should we just call it a Halloween special? Sure. Close enough. I always, I always imagine like you know Star Trek Mirror Universe type of type of episode. So you know it, it'd be interesting to see you know all of a sudden you know Rodney appear in a goatee like like Mister <laughs> Spock. I mean, um, should I shave this, <laughs> Rodney? You I'll, let's let's change facial hair. <laughs> <laughs> I got glasses. I got my, I got my. Uh, my gunners for the blue light. I mean, I could take, I could put in my contacts. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll call it the Halloween special. But mm -hmm. folks, let us know. Uh, apparently, Ed here he liked these. So if you, let us know if you like these kind of episodes. We'd like to just kind of come together as breaking news happen. I think it'd be a good process to get a quick 20, 30 minute episode just to kind of let the community know what's going on. Uh, maybe chop it up and put in some clips and some shorts and TikToks and stuff and whatnot and just. The more people know about this, the better, because one particular person reached out to me, I want to say Monday of this week, from the from the Confluence vulnerability that had come out like two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And so there is quite a delay in, in a lot of people finding out. So the more people uh, that know about these things, that, that care about these things, the better it is. So let us know. We'll continue doing these, but we'll, we'll bring you all the breaking moments here um, happening in the world of Atlassian. We're going to need a... a a name for this segment yeah yeah we'll work on it we'll workshop it yep all right so with that said what's uh we got a couple minutes any fun stuff that you guys want to talk about on a friday night um i could talk about how we almost missed our flight because tsa didn't want us to have our booze Why or should we save booze? that for next week <laughs> no, it's friday night it's five o'clock somewhere now <laughs> <laughs> i mean look at my wall it's five o'clock here <laughs> it's at seventeen twenty-two, man you and your Americanness. No, no, no. Uh, like you, man. <laughs> no. So what happened? Tell us. Now you got us peeked on the. All right. So um, on our way home, we stopped by the duty-free stores in both Poland and Amsterdam. And one thing me and my wife love to do. As one does. As one does. One thing me and my wife love to do, we love to get craft um, liquors from wherever we're traveling. So, um, yeah, we did that. We picked up two bottles at each location, one, two for each of us, because that's what we could get through customs. We go through customs. That part's no problem. In spite of Bob trying to get me in trouble, um, they let me through. <laughs> we go through TSA, and they pull both our bags off because there's giant bottles of liquids in there. We figured this would happen. It's duty-free. We'll be fine, right? No. Um, they scan one of the bottles from my wife's bag. They're like, this is alerting for some reason. I mean, we could see that it is explosive liquid. It's liquor, but this isn't a problem. But we still can't let this through. They scan the bottle. They open up the second bottle, and they're like, not the actual bottle itself, just packaging. They're like, I can't even scan this bottle. You're going to have to give both these up if you want to go through them. And we're like, okay, well, let's just get the other ones figured uh, done and figure it out, and then we can figure out what we're doing from there, right? They get to the third bottle, and they're like, yeah, this shape, we're not going to be able to scan either. 
Like, I am not giving up three of the four bottles we bought on this trip. Right? So, we go through. We're like, okay, look, we understand you're just doing your job. Let's get this checked in. Let's get through because our flight is like in 30 minutes all the way across Atlanta's airport. <laughs> so, um, we go through that. My wife goes through, gets checked. She goes to go back through TSA. They're like, no, you have to go the long way around again. I debated that, Ed. I thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, we get it checked. We go, and then we start bolting. Once my wife finally gets to TSA, there's 20 minutes left before the flight. We get to the trains. We get to the terminal. There's 15. My wife's like, you know you've got to run, right? I'm like, I know I have a heart condition that has put me in the special needs line for every stop of this trip. I'll go as fast as I can, but I'm not guaranteeing a run. <laughs> Wait, what happened to the bottles? Did they make them through? The bottles made it through. They made it onto the plane um, into checked luggage. And we get there right right as they announced general boarding for all passengers. Ooh. So, buzzer beater. <laughs> the things you do for alcohol, man. <laughs> Here's the thing. Me and my wife maybe drink once every other month. We're not heavy drinkers. But we have all this stuff from all these trips. I'm like, oh, yeah, that was 2015, and this is where we went there in 2016. Oh, and that was a work trip I did in 2018. <laughs> Obviously, 2020 through um, 2022, that gets a little empty. So I got a layover in Atlanta next week. Any any tips that I can do my 45-minute layover? Um, How do I get from, run, I get from Terminal A to B? Run. Isn't there a tunnel? There is a tunnel, and if your timing is lucky, you can get on the train and it will save you some time. But if the train isn't there, when you go downstairs, just run for it. It's going to be quicker than waiting. Do you guys have those uh, power walkers? Yeah, they do between the terminals. But once you get to the terminal itself, that's all on foot. Yeah, because I, I got a couple. Um, I, I, got, I land like at 6 p.m. Eastern, and my <laughs> next flight... It boards by 655 so i have like 50 minutes like the door closes at 655 so i'm like man <laughs> <laughs> you um i would have put more time on that layover i'm not choking my friend i figured it's just me and i'm not checking in luggage so i'm just gonna grab my suitcase get out and go i'm pretty well that's the trick how long is it going to take you to get off the plane and and how good is your cardio i mean and well I, first I, off i think I, i'm pretty nimble i'll, I'll get through <laughs> what 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 row are you on that on that on that uh flight to flight yeah to yeah Atlanta? no that's so i i thought about that and I, I think that's where i made a big mistake i only usually exclusively fly 737s uh, i didn't realize that 757s and airbuses a321s are bigger <laughs> yeah 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 uh-oh so i'm on the 45th bro oh <laughs> oh oh, oh. that's an amateur mistake but I figured all the first class people, like that takes up 50% of the airplane anyways. No. <laughs> no. I'm going to take my chances, man, but I'm going to bolt it. As I said, my advice doesn't change. My advice is run. Run. Good, good pair of running shoes on that day. You, you may the, have to. Uh, well, uh, the, other, the other thing that's freaking me out is uh, at least a week ago when I was scouting the, 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 like the flight paths and stuff. I couldn't find terminal A17. 
that is actually a good one that is close to the middle. You come into the terminals in the middle. So the if you go on the A terminal, you're going to be in the middle. I jump to the 20s on the other side. I'm like, what happened to 17? It's there. It's in the middle. It's just not easily seen on the map. It is not on the map. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh. Great. My wife's going to pack me with some roller blades. <laughs> Colleen Davis <laughs> now on the over-under for... <laughs> that seems an important part of the story. How did you get... How oh, did... Yeah. Yeah, how did you get the... So they just checked it in? Yeah, they checked the bag. The bag got to the airplane, and that's how we got the bottles in. Ronnie, I'm no genius, but since 2021, I mean, since 2001, I'm, I'm under the impression that you're not supposed to carry liquids. <laughs> yeah, but if you have a duty-free bag, if you bought it after you went through security, usually it's fine. Damn, it's just really? going it through customs and then into the U.S. TSA. They're like, okay, let me, now I'm not going to say the U.S. TSA. Atlanta... TSA, because they're usually a step extra than anywhere else I've been. You know what, Sean? Now you're freaking me out, because that also assumes perfect weather, perfect everything, <laughs> assuming gate, like, on-time arrivals. Atlanta arrivals are usually fairly close to on-time, if not a little bit early. Your biggest struggle is probably honestly going to be people getting off the plane. I'm just hustling, man. I'm hustling. You got this, man. If not, um, if not, then can I call you up so you can pick me up? <laughs> if I'm still, if I'm not over in LA at the time. Oh yeah, we're supposed to. Uh, Ed, where are you going to be at next Thursday? <laughs> yeah, I think I think Ed's going to be your backup. You know, he'll 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 feed you some barbecue on the way if uh, Ed, to your are you hotel. In Atlanta yeah. on Monday in case I get stranded in this airport. That being said, Alex, um, if I was in town and you could call me up, it's absolutely not a problem. I would come pick you up. There we go. Well, if you uh, come down to San Diego, I'll return the favor. <laughs> we got you, Alex. There we go. Thank you, folks. It's more fast. It's more how fast are the people in your way. Okay, so, so Sean, I am an expert in this domain, though, because my plus 150 trip to Disneyland with the stroller has prepared me for this moment. I, I don't think it's fully after. prepared you. I, I, I don't think so because I, you know, this time around, you will not have said stroller to use as, uh, um, as, as a way to clear. As a cow catcher. I'll have yes. my luggage. <laughs> um, the moseying people do at the Atlanta airport is a different sort of moseying. Trying to get Thread through people is always a um, interesting exercise. We'll see how it goes, man. Never been, never been over there. Ed, I'm, I, I got you. I'm gonna film myself going over the Mississippi. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited yet so scared yet excited. You'll be fine, man. You'll be I mean, good. We're we're poking a lot of fun at you, but it is a short time. You're going to have some struggles in cross, but. Even if you're late, you'll just catch the next flight because it's Atlanta. There's always the next flight. Oh, yeah, that is a good point. Yeah, there is like 12 flights to Palm Beach that day. <laughs> and and you will have made it past the Mississippi where all the yeah. radio stations start with a W. My wife says I should take a GoPro for the adventure. <laughs> <laughs> I No joke, I almost grabbed my GoPro for the um, trip last week. <laughs> I got the new iPhone 15, and I haven't converted all my iPhone 13 stuff to it. So 
I almost have to take everything and my Android because this one, this one has um, my Octa in it. And so I need, I need to do my Octa in there. So I got to, I have two days to convert Octa from that phone to this phone. Oh, yeah, that is a pain. That is a pain. Yeah. When, uh, you know, kind of converting over to a new phone is all the two-factor authentication that you have to change. Mine just transferred over when I did my last upgrade. You know what? I haven't opened the We're using Octa 2. Let me, let me see what happens when I open up Octa. Watch it. I already have all your stuff in there. It should have them. No, it says no accounts added. Uh. Honestly, that's the better approach. I like that approach better than just having your stuff automatically migrate. These are the pro originals. Three. Pro twos. So how many beats by Dre do you have? None. But I do have the maxes. With the little So, are you getting the new um, goggles thing they're coming out with? No, I draw a line there. All right. Draw a line there. He says he draws a line there, Lena. Um, You need to keep him straight on that for us. (laughs) Or at least tell us if he lies about that. I have the Oculus that I don't use. So... It's not a stroller as a pro. You know what? Maybe I should just take a stroller for the heck of it. <laughs> Use it for your, your um duffel bag. <laughs> I know. Ah, flying solo. I'm I'm not used to these long trips, man. My longest flights are like forty five minutes to an hour. Ah, spoiled. I think I think that's also another factor. It's it's like he's he's been seated in the plane for hours. And so and his then he has to get up and go. Running sheep. <laughs> yeah, the flight from Amsterdam to Atlanta yesterday was nine and a half hours. Oh my gosh, and I'm freaking out over four. <laughs> oh, and there were three babies within eyesight of me. <laughs> Until you have your own kids, Ronnie, you can't <laughs> hate on the kids, man. Oh, no I can. I'm just, I'm just a bad guy for it, but you know. I can accept that role. You're the one person that has that stress level to me every time I get on the plane with the kids. Well, luckily, mine are all old now. We'll see. Maybe my the first trip that my kids have in uh, 2017 will be to Huntsville to go, go look at some rockets. As said, I will meet you there, probably with my, my family, myself, and we'll go look at some rockets. All right. Well, I can't believe we kept six people on this long. Any questions <laughs> from the community? Otherwise, Polyon can always drive about eight hours to Palm Beach. There's also an option. Or I can just stop at Ed Top and get some, some barbecue. <laughs> I like that option better. Yeah. That's a nice option. I have another friend who lives in Atlanta. He lives in Dunwoody. I don't know why anyone chooses to live there, but I do believe you that people do live there. Actually, so interestingly enough, I was looking at your LinkedIn the other day. He, wait, no, whose was it? One of you two, who worked at Cisco? You or Ed? 
It wasn't me. I was VMware. I'm sorry. Yeah. Who worked at VMware? Was it you? I was. Yeah, I was VMware. In Atlanta? Uh, yeah. Okay, so my buddy, we call, we call each other cousins because we have the same last name. So you were there 2016 to 2018. So now let me check his. That doesn't... Uh, no, I was technically there 2015, but the company was still in the process of being acquired. So 2016 is officially when I got VMware. So my buddy was... Oh, no, he wasn't that. He was Cisco. I thought it was VMware. What? Never mind. <laughs> I thought I could have sworn he was at VMware. The wrong IT vendor. <laughs> two two ships that I crossed over in different harbors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we are, I think we're going to call this because I am hungry. <laughs> I'm going to go get lunch. <laughs> Happy Friday night, everybody. Um, hope you enjoyed today's uh, breaking news. Yep. Yes, and happy Friday night. We're I'm I'm just surprised we got six people here on a Friday night. We might have to do these like Friday night lights type of thing or something. <laughs> half Friday night, half the Jira night. life after dark. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta do it Jira dark enough life. where it's like morning for the EU team though. What time do they come online? Like nine PM our time. There we go. After dark. My wife's just happy hour. She's never drank enough of alcohol in her life. <laughs> we'll, do, we'll do cranberry juice. You know, I've got some choice samples she could have now. <laughs> we could break out some of the tequila we got in uh, Mexico for our honeymoon. <laughs> How do you bring that over? Just... Um, three bottles in your check bag. Got to go. I'm only 45 minutes from TJ. If you guys ever want to go to TJ, let me know. I'll drop you off, but I can't come back in. I got to get a passport. Yeah, let's fix that problem first. I told my wife, I was telling her, I was like, hey, very serious. I should get a passport because I want to start going to all these ACE events around the world. We'll just do the Jira Life on the road. We got to get enough sponsors to take us to these various <laughs> events. We'll do special episodes from every uh, ACE event. It'll be like those uh, Bob, those old Bob Hope and Bing Crosby movies, you know, the Jura life on the road, the Jura life in, <laughs> I mean, in Morocco. Let's, that. let's get like a van and like just tour the seven seas here. I mean, high, velo high velocity coming up on the first. I would love to be in Sydney for that. Okay, we'll start in 2024. We, we got we to gotta, <laughs> I got to get a passport. And apparently, Bob says it takes two months. It does. It does. Let, let, Two let, months for expedited. Three months. Three months. Uh, if you do the regular wait. All right. So let's let's fix that problem first, and then we'll figure out how to get to the rest of the ACE events. And we gotta let the people know. Bring the Jira Life over to your ACE event. We'll do a live stream from there. Mm hmm. All right. Well, again, I'm gonna go. Thank you all very much. Appreciate you stopping by on a Friday night. Hopefully, y'all educated. And uh, keep in mind, folks, we can't add it to. 12 people on this call, I think. 10 or 12 people. We got a number greater than three. Yeah, a number greater than three. And so we got the big bucks here so we can add a couple more people. So if you guys ever just want to come kick the can with us, let us know. Bob, always a pleasure to see you. Mm -hmm. Yep. Happy to be on. I'll Ryan, see you. Are we making your major announcement? Are we going to do it next week? Uh, I'm thinking so. I'm thinking so.
Hey, folks, come back. Bob should Bob should join us for that, though. I think Bob should join us for that one. Maybe, maybe, maybe at least the announcement. (laughs) Maybe another rubber ducky should join us. You should have filed for a password already in the time you talked about it. Sean, he would already have it if he did. Uh, Ed, I'll hold you to that. I am actually rather hungry right now. Uh, we, I, I had been flirting with us and telling us that it was going to be sponsored by Edigo Barbecue. <laughs> That's uh, <clears throat> we got to talk business. <laughs> All right, folks. Uh, thank you again very much. Don't forget this episode is sponsored by Edigo Barbecue. Don't forget to check out the links down below so you can pick up your barbecue sauce. And as always, we didn't choose the Jira Life. The Jira Life chose us. Even when we're busy updating on a Friday. <laughs>